0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Truth Serum podcast, where we give you the truth on today's sports topics. Well, let's get started. Let's do
1: it. All right, my dude.
0: So I am James Becker. I'm a Colts fan. I'm here with Zach Best, the Bears fan. We We got a lot of thoughts on the NFL right now.
1: Um, A lot of sad thoughts for some of us here after what happened last
0: weekend. Man, Cody Parkey, man.
1: (laughs) Not much you can do about that. (laughs) Hey, I give him respect, though. Going on Good Morning America, you know, it uh, takes some, you know what, to stand up in front of America, you know, be out there giving an interview after letting down the entire city of Chicago and... Millions of fans, man. <laughs> they gotta own it, I guess. I guess so.
0: So my question is everyone, you know it got tipped, obviously. Isn't that blame isn't the blame still on Parky,
1: even if it's tipped? Um well, you know, to some degree yes, but you know, there's a lot of blame that you can put on say like Charles Leno Jr., who I think was the guy I'd have to go back and watch the tape again but I think either him or Massey were one of the ones that uh, gave up the uh, tip there so you gotta you gotta have your alignment be out on that play for sure um, you know Parky I I would have liked to seen him not kick the ball when the timeout was called by Doug Peterson I thought the but, same thing yep but at the same time, you know, like, you want to try and warm up as much as possible and not get frozen. So it's a, it's a tough balance. But, yeah, frustrating and all the same. Great season for the Bears. Um, you know, just hope, hopefully uh, better results next year as far as playoffs go because you couldn't ask for a better season after being in the basement for a couple seasons. But, yeah, I mean, the whole thing about the kick is that, it was again a great play made by Hester too. I think a lot of people forget about that. Is that he uh, he bull rushed the offensive line and made the play? Because we can blame like the offense players all we want, but sometimes uh, those efforts on defense go unrecognized. So great play there! Congrats to the Eagles. Uh, hopefully somebody knocks them off because I'm tired <laughs> of hearing Eagles fans talk about it. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that
0: question is now, does does Robbie Gold make that kick?
1: Absolutely. I think he does. <laughs> he's probably the best kicker that the Bears had in a long time, if not ever. He was one of the leaders in Bears history as far as kicking is concerned. So, in my mind, he's a, well, he is going to be a free agent next year. And I think the Bears should at least give give it a chance. Give him a chance to come back, try it out for them in uh in spring, well, not spring training, but like uh, over the summer here, you know, at least get a workout in, maybe see how he does back in Chicago again. I mean, he's missed only three field goals over the last, what, three years. That's whereas, insane. <laughs> that's insane. 19. So it's terrible. It, it's terrible to uh, have that bad of a special team. Um, and you need a clutch kicker to win you some Super Bowls, also.
0: Yeah, would not disagree with you there. So, Just what's that? Yeah, right? I feel like he hasn't been maybe as clutch with the Colts. We were talking earlier today. He missed, I didn't realize he missed a PAT in the Super Bowl Colts versus Bears. So, I wouldn't say he's been quite as clutch as he's been with New England, but maybe he hasn't really had those same kind of opportunities. Um, yeah, I'm, and I don't
1: think he's been back to the Super Bowl since oh9 right? Because he's been with the Colts ever since oh6 Yeah, I so. 06, Yeah,
0: Yeah. Maybe he'll have to come up big tomorrow versus the Chiefs. I have a feeling that's going to be a nail biter.
1: What's your take on how the Colts are going to perform against Mahomes and that uh, stellar offense there in Kansas City.
0: So I think it's going to be a tough game. Um, I, I was pretty high on Houston uh, going into the wild card matchup, um, and the way that we shut them down for the most part was impressive to me. But I think Kansas City is a whole whole nother animal. Um, I, f- I feel like it's going to be one of two things, you know, either. Mahomes is going to continue to play like he's been playing the whole year. You know, light us up for four touchdowns, you know, no picks. Or he's going to have an average game. And if he has an average game, I think if we don't win, you know, that's going to be on us. I think I think if we can slow him down a little bit, just keep him from making those kind of wow plays that he seems capable of making almost every week. Um, I, I think the Colts offense can... Can at least stay with Kansas City, and I and I think our defense is better, better than Kansas City's. So if it is a shootout, I, I think it might come down to who has the ball last. You know.
1: Well, but. I think it's interesting you mentioned if Mahomes uh, has an average game. Um, most people would have thought that he doesn't have average games this year, but if you go back to the Kansas City Chargers game on that Thursday night, where both are still kind of in contention for the division. Uh, the first place, number one seed in the conference, you know, that's where he did have a slightly average game by his standards. So he didn't he didn't have a lot of turnovers or anything, but he didn't have like a stellar night. And uh, I mean, you saw Damian Williams come through with a couple touchdowns for them, but right. other than that, um, he wasn't like stellar as far as You know, Patrick Mahomes has been concerned all year. And even Phillip Rivers had a terrible night with some of the picks he threw. And he just looked off balance. But yet, he still made plays in the clutch um, at the end of the game. So, if your defense can keep you in the game for, uh, you know, the entire game at that point, I think you'll have a chance at the end. Like you said, it just depends on if your defense can show up early, Um, slow down, Kansas City's crazy pass attack. And then if if you can have them have your uh, secondary keep you in the game, I think you'll have a chance at the end of it to put it in Luck's hands, give him a chance to make that drive at the
0: end. Yeah, that that kind of brings up something else I was thinking of. If you look at some of the games Kansas City lost – they didn't necessarily do well in those marquee, you know, prime time matchup games. They, you know, they lost to the Rams, Monday night football lost to the Patriots, you know, that chargers game you mentioned, you know, maybe, you know, maybe that the spotlight, you know, his first playoff game, maybe it'll be too much. Uh, but I, I definitely am not going into the game counting on that to happen. Uh, I think luck has to play not a perfect game, but I, he can't have any stupid, stupid turnovers like he did against the Texans he's got to take care of the ball we got to establish the run which surprisingly we've actually been doing the last few weeks which is not not traditionally Colt's football uh, but Marlon Mack you know he's he's exciting to watch I think our offensive line is playing better than anybody else's offensive line I think we have a good chance to establish the run and just kind of take some time off the clock you know, limit the, the amount of possessions Kansas City has and hopefully just kind of take the crowd out of it early. You know, Arrowhead is a tough place to play. One of the loudest stadiums in the league. You know, that that's going to be key for the Colts to win.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting too, though, like um, the playoff history for both Andy Reid and Kansas City kind of go against them. Right? So you look at how many wins they've had here recently as far as their recent playoff success, and I think they've only had one in the past 10-15 years, um, and I think that's like 12 out of 13 that they've lost. Um, 0-6 in their recent history for playoff home games, right. which is unbelievable, because like you said, that stadium's a tough place to play when, uh, during the regular season, but during the playoffs, I don't know what happens where Uh, They just choke on the big stage. Um, Andy Reid seems to have a history of choking on the big stage too, which is unbelievable considering the type of career he's had with developing several different offenses, both uh, in Philly and in uh, Kansas City as well. So, and he's developed all these mastermind offensive coordinators that have really changed the game. Uh, One of them, you know, uh, Doug Peterson coming out of uh, the three right. tree there to win the first Super Bowl for Philly. So all of his, like, um, guys that came under his tutelage, they're having major sustained success. And Matt yet Nagy. he's... Exactly, Nagy. Probably coach of um, the year. <laughs> at this point, I, I would hope he would get that uh, little consolation prize for after what happened this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Andy Reid's tree of success has been, you know, more successful than him almost, which is unbelievable uh, considering, like you said, some of the historic offenses that Reid has had in the past. It's just, it's mind-boggling that he doesn't have a Super Bowl by now. And the one year that he had the chance to, I mean, that was a pretty loaded Eagle's off. It was. So I'm just interested to see now that I, in my mind... He has the best offense he's ever had as a coach. Um, now, some may disagree with me there, but you don't get a quarterback that throws 50 touchdown passes. How many quarterbacks have done that in the history of NFL, period? Right. Um, <laughs> <It's> unprecedented. <laughs> there's probably about four or five I can think of. Uh, well, I think it's Tom Brady uh, I think Peyton Manning did it once. Yeah, I think it's just those uh, three. Is it really? Wow, yeah. So it just shows you how how big of a deal this would be if Reed lets it slip through his fingers here because there's no guarantees about next. Year. He's going to start figuring out how to defend the offense after a while. So he's got to go get it now while he can. Right. Yeah, that's,
0: you know, everyone's wanting to put Mahomes into the Hall of Fame <laughs> after year one. And, you know, that, we saw we saw RG3 put up huge numbers his rookie year. You know, it's just, it's all about continued success. You know, anybody can have a flash in the pan, you know, stellar season. You know, but once teams have tape on you and they have, you know, 17 games worth of, of film... You know, they start to figure out your tendencies and maybe you're not as effective. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. about pumping the brakes on that. You know, he hasn't won anything yet. You know, let's not not crown him anything until, you know, he hasn't played a playoff game yet. Let's see how he plays
1: against the Colts, you know, before we jump
0: to conclusions.
1: I, Yeah, I think in order for you to be in the Hall of Fame, you have to have at least a few years under your belt for one. Uh, the second thing would be, you know, do you have an MVP? Do you have do you have sustained playoff success? Have you won a Super Bowl um, in order to get in the Hall of Fame? You know, so many people talk about Hall of Fame all the time, and, you know, they talk about it for so many players. Well, it's like, well, at the same time, you have to earn that right. There's some of the best players in the world that have ever played that are in the Hall of Fame. So to talk about Hall of Fame in your first year or two, that's just so premature. So you have to kind of, you can talk about it, okay, year 10, year 15, but let's talk about the here and now. People people always think about the past or the future too much. Let's focus on the present, see what you can do currently, and uh, stop worrying about legacy yeah. so much, you
0: know? <laughs> People should tell that uh, to all the LeBron talkers. <laughs> 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 just watch the man yes, play yes
1: I would uh, love to see that
0: so yep. predictions yeah. for Colts Chiefs what are you thinking for tomorrow
1: Uh man it's, it's so tough to predict this game because I could see it being a shootout but at the same time I could see it be where the Colts step up on defense you know hold them down a little bit because Nobody's been playing hotter than Indianapolis here recently, which uh, pains <laughs> me to say, but <laughs> they're, they're what, you know, 10 out of the last 11? Um, their defense has been stellar. The only game that I've seen recently where they've had a letdown on defense was against the Giants, surprisingly enough. Um, if, the, if the Chiefs watch the film of that game and go back to it, then it's going to be a tough day for uh, the Colts D. Um, so then, I don't know. My gut right now is saying Colts. Colts are going to win this game because of the history uh, of the playoffs here with Andy Reid, the history of Arrowhead Stadium. Um, I really like the Chiefs' offense, but I think with how hot the Colts are playing, plus history here, I'm going to have to go with the Colts winning 34 to nice. 30. Makes me kind of nervous.
0: I don't know if I like you picking my team.
1: <laughs> well, I, I've said it already this year. After uh, they got into the wild card, I thought they're probably going to make the Super Bowl. I think they're one of those few teams that got into the wild card um, that can go all the way. So uh, <laughs> I guess we'll see, but no cheats right. is intended well, either. I heard,
0: I heard a stat today. Um, I, I feel like the thought, you know since since the Giants won the Super Bowl the first year against the Patriots is that there's been a lot of wild card teams that have made the Super Bowl recently and the stat I heard was I think the last seven or eight Super Bowl teams have been either a one or two seed so as of
1: late it's been pretty top heavy which I think you're right I think I saw that um a stat online somewhere that mentioned that. Uh, and I don't remember who the source was, so I can't give credit off the top of my head. But yeah, over the last nine to 10 years, oh, well, it was ever since that 2011 game, yeah. right? Um, yeah, so it was about seven years ago. Uh, there hasn't been wild card team. I don't know if they've even made the Super Bowl, uh, let alone win it. But I just have a feeling this year's the year um, for that to happen. I mean, there's a lot of good teams out there this year, but the parity in the NFL this year compared to recent years, it's pretty unbelievable when you consider we didn't have a 14-win team. And, um, you know, there's just been – there's a lot of teams with similar records and similar styles of play – that that got in, and I just think there's no pretenders left at this.
0: That's point. a good point. Um, I, I can't remember a year like this, you know, where there wasn't a clear clear favorite out of both conferences. I mean, people will say New Orleans and New England, but you know, that's it's not not by a not by a large margin. Uh, I think, like you said, I yeah. think everybody. Everybody can play with everybody right now. Um, and I, I, I agree with you on the Colts. I, I feel like we're hot right now. I, I could see us winning this game and I could see us losing. You know, we, we haven't had a big letdown game since the Jacksonville game. But even in that game, we sh- probably should have won. You know, we haven't necessarily been blown out this year. Since we started on our winning streak, we've we've been in every game. We've won almost every game. You know, I, I don't think if if Kansas City wins, it will be by probably three three points to a touchdown. It's not going to be a blowout. Uh, so I I, I right. have the Colts winning. I'm going to say thirty to thirty to twenty
1: four ish range. So. Yeah, that. Uh, I mean, I can see that happening. Um, I mean, it's probably, for all intents and purposes, I think it's going to be a fairly high-scoring game. Yeah, twenty-four um, is
0: probably low, but
1: <laughs> yeah, it might be a little on the low end. But I mean, with the way the Colts' defense is played, I want to put it past them getting stops. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I. Like I said, it it pains me to say so, but I just, I think the bolts are too hot right now to
0: losing this game. I hope you're right.
1: I hope I wake up Sunday morning happy. (laughs) So let's, uh, let's turn to another topic now. What about uh, Antonio Brown? I want to stay away from all the drama surrounding it, you know, because we see that on most of the major networks these days. Um, kind of sickens me to listen to most of these, uh, you know, uh, analysts on the various big networks that talk about sports that just go on and on about. Well, AB said this. Well, Mike Thompson said that. Well, you know, let's let's leave the drama out of the sports. Let's stick to the analysis. I agree. What truth serum? What do you think? <laughs> What do you think about um, A.B., the situation? Where do you think he's going to go as far as his next team? And uh, where do you see potential fits for him? Because, you know, obviously, he's not staying in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is not going to keep him. Right. If they do, I think they're foolish. Um, I get the money. They just re-signed him to do a contract extension. But... Let's be honest. Let's. I think he's walking out of uh, Pittsburgh very shortly after the season's over. So, where in your mind are a couple destination spots?
0: I feel like the Jets. The Jets are a likely spot. I feel like they could get Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. They have, I think, behind the Colts, they have the second most uh, cap room for next year, and they're pretty. <laughs> They're pretty stark with no talent on offense. Um, So that's that's a place that would make sense. Um, uh, Green Bay, you know, Aaron Rodgers needs a number one target. He's got Adams, uh, but he obviously has been disgruntled. Uh, Packers are probably looking for some kind of change in the culture with Mike McCarthy being gone. Uh, I don't love their offensive coaching hire, uh, but that's another topic. Um, I, I feel like a team like the Cowboys, honestly, as much as it pains me to say it, but I could see Antonio Brown going somewhere like the Cowboys alongside Amari Cooper. You know, the, I feel like Dallas's Super Bowl window is going to be closing fast once Dak Prescott is up to be paid. You know, so within the next few years... You know, I, I could see them going all out and getting someone like Antonio Brown. Uh, you know, there's honestly a lot of teams. I, I feel like teams should be making an effort to get him. You know, aside from all the the drama and, you know, maybe the off-the-field antics, how do we know this isn't all Ben, ben Roethlisberger just not being a an easy guy to get along with. You know, I feel like a lot of guys go to a new situation and they perform better. So uh, I would, I would pull out all the stops to get Antonio Brown. He's arguably the best receiver in the game. You know, that's overnight that can turn you into, into a contender. So, you know, one of these teams that are kind of on the fringe or have been rebuilding, I think they should make a move for him.
1: So, Let me. I'll get back to the Packers in a second, but let's go over Jets and Cowboys for a second here. So, Jets. Do you think it'd be a good idea for Antonio Brown to come to a team say like the Jets, the young, impressionable quarterback? Um, I get there's no talent there right now, uh, and they just hired Gase too. So you know he might be able to help that situation out a little bit. But do you think? The experience level Sam Darnold will uh, set back, get set back at all if they bring over a guy say of Brown's status stature at uh, the age of thirty and have an influence on him for the worse.
0: I think I think it would. That, that's what you want. You want I, I, you want your quarterback to have a star receiver. I, I don't think Antonio Brown. Is going to be affecting someone for the worse. Uh, Sam Darnold seems like a pretty level-headed kid. Um, That he he would be the obvious number one target. I think that would. I don't see much negative, I guess, results happening from that.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, And then for the Cowboys, so it they would probably love to have him too. I mean, any team would, as you mentioned. But now that they have Amari Cooper, who just signed, I can't remember how big the extension was, but the extension was pretty huge. And Zeke and Dak aren't going to be on their rookie contracts for much longer. right? Does it make sense with the cap space that they have to go out and get them? Because Dallas has a lot of good young players on their defense, too, that they have to be thinking about down the road. So, Leighton Vanderash, he's going to be on his rookie contract for a little bit yet. Um, Jalen Smith, I don't know how much longer he has on his rookie contract, but his contract's going to be coming up here soon, too. Um, that offensive line, <laughs> they're probably, I, I think I heard Dallas is one of the top five most paid for offensive lines in the NFL. So, would the cowboys have enough cap room to be able to pull off like a, a move like That's this. a good question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that's part of the thing is that if the Cowboys had cap room, you know, they would probably definitely jump on it because Jerry Jones, he's one of those owners that is going after the big fish. He's always the one that looks into going after getting a big time, a big star. I mean, you saw that in the 90s where he had Michael Irving on his team. Um, and, you know, the the three-headed monster there, of uh, Smith and Aikman combined. Right. So um, he went after Terrell Owens when uh, uh, Tony Romo was quarterback for the Cowboys. Um, didn't turn out quite as well for them at that point. But Jerry Jones is still searching after that. Uh, Super Bowl ring His fourth one at this point So you you can tell That he's going to do anything he can To try and win now with them I guess right. So But here's my take on the Antonio Brown situation Um, I've heard a lot From uh, What you call it from Different Like uh, different stations Like ESPN whether or not uh, he should go to the 49ers. And it's interesting that they brought that up um, just because of the point that, you know, they have Garoppolo. They they have a lot of key players that are young and are um, really, really good athletes. So I think the 49ers had 13 on injured reserve this year, um, which is why it kind of led to their 4-12 and 12 season. But... They have a lot of good young talent there. Um, and, you know, bringing Antonio Brown, many people are saying, will put them over the top. And it's hard to disagree with that. But here's my thinking. I think they have a lot on their offense at this point to where um, they they could do fine without him. Because I'm a big I'm a big believer in the fact that you don't want to ruin the culture of your locker room. And New England has done this for years. They've gone out. They've gotten good, suitable pieces um, for themselves and not get, like, diva wide receivers. Sure, they brought in Randy Moss. He wasn't there for too long, though. Um, Many could say Rob Gronkowski's kind of like that. But he's bought into the system. He's bought into the system with the Patriots. Um, Wes Welker bought into the system. But when he stopped buying into the system, he was moved. Uh, Amendola, they did the same thing. Um, Brandon Cooks, they only had for a year. So they've been successful because they've used what they had. And when the players became too big-headed for their locker room, they moved them. And I just, I just think that's what the 49ers have to kind of do here. With the young GM and John Lynch, I think they have to stick to their guns and say at this point, we got the number two overall pick. You can pick another impact player like an Antonio Brown at that position. Why would you want to give up draft picks at this point to get a guy that I, is the best receiver in the NFL, sure, but how many more years does he have left? How long is the shelf life of a receiver um, that he could make an impact for years and years to come? That's true. You don't want to mortgage your future on, on an older player
0: who might not fit in the locker room.
1: Sure. So my thinking is if you want to get a player like that, you have to be a team that's ready to win now not a team that's still kind of in the process of rebuilding that could have a bright future here in the next couple of seasons but you know um, still is a little bit of ways away from you know being in perfect contention for the playoffs and for a Super Bowl run.
0: Gotcha. Which leads me Let's hear it. We're running out of time. Where's your spot? Where's he going to land?
1: Bay Packers should trade for What? (laughs) you know what man Um, so here's my thinking about this it's crazy because like I hate the Packers with all my heart Um, as a Bears fan I think a lot of people do outside of Wisconsin (laughs) (laughs) just kidding I know Packers have a big uh, following outside of uh, Green Bay but anyhow I think with their situation currently they must win now to sort of appease Rodgers. You know, Aaron Rodgers is probably one of the best generational talents in quarterback history here. But he he hasn't had necessarily the personnel to help. That's a good point. He had have to win. They have to go out there and get it done next. He retires. That's here. Everybody wants to say like Brady and or and I that's case because at this point many more injuries Brady has games than Brady. He's not as as Brady. That's true. General manager, they went out and got a new coach. They went away from... They're showing that when they went and got an offensive the coach, they said they want to win now with Rodgers. So what they have to do is set up talent around him because currently, okay, yeah, sure. You got you got uh Devontae Adams, as I mentioned, they have Aaron Jones, um, Williams in the backfield, pretty good uh pieces there. Well, if you look outside of that, who's their number two receiver? Jimmy Graham, maybe? <laughs> who's the other who's the other receiver that's gonna catch for them? Um uh, Valdez Scantling. I mean, couldn't come this year, but I just didn't see like a true number two receiver. Now, if the Packers were to make this move to get the Brown, they would have him at number one, obviously, and then Devonte would be your number two. So then pretty you scary. start opening up the offense more. Absolutely. I mean, even with the Bears' defense, I'd be a little afraid to play them twice a year. So, if the Packers are really serious about getting Aaron Rodgers his Super Bowl championship, his second Super Bowl championship, they need to win now. They can't, they can't put it off any longer. They can't go um, and let this opportunity slip away. Uh, I've talked about it in the past with a few of my relatives, namely my Uncle Gary, uh, shout out to him, by the way <laughs> We talked about how The Packers back in the day Should have gotten Marshawn Lynch For a 4th or 5th mm. round draft pick When he was being offered up By Buffalo Bills Here, it's the, it's not the same situation Because Brown is You know, now uh, One of the best players in the NFL But when you have A generational player like this You have to go out and get him Now remember how I talked about how the locker room might have right. problems with Rob being there. And, you know, it still could happen with this team, but with Aaron Rogers at the controls, he's, he's kind of a diva as well. And I, I don't think at this point, if I think they might clash a little bit at first, but he's the type of guy to be, you know, in control of the situation. He's been around long enough to understand, okay, you know, it's time for me to get it done and to work with one of the best. And, you know, he will throw it to Brown often. Um, I just think that even though they might have a little bit of clash of personalities at first, you know, they're professional enough to get along together and, you know, get it done at the end of the day because of their talent. That's true. Um, All, All good points.
0: Well I guess we'll, we'll see how it plays out. it I feel like something will go down here pretty soon.
1: So I'm not going to call up uh, the Packers general manager and propose this. Thing, <laughs> but I, I just think this is probably their best bet. If they're really that serious about winning right now, they're going to go out and do what they can to make this a thing. Yeah. I,
0: I wouldn't disagree. Well, uh, that's, that's all I've got. Um, thanks for stopping by, Zach. We'll, Absolutely. Uh, we'll be back. Do this again.
1: Sounds good. We'll uh, talk soon. All right, soon. Take easy, my man. You as well. All right, adios. Adios.